0: It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of blindandroidusers.com. Kick back and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode 43 of the Blind Android Users podcast. I'm Ed Green, and I'm joined tonight by my co-hosts Warren Carr, Austin Pinto, and Marian Mosen. And we are recording on Saturday, the 2nd of October, 2021. On this week's show, we've got our usual announcement section from Austin, and we'll talk in now a little bit about uh, TalkBack 12.1. Our must-have app category in our Android Basics series this week is app backups and extractors. How do you keep those apps safe and backed up? In our Spotlight section, I'm delighted to say we're joined by Chanil, aka The Quinn, a YouTuber who produces access technology videos, and of course, an Android user. We then move into an unboxing. These are always popular, and Joseph Hodge unboxes his Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 3. And finally this week we have the next in our Talk Back Highlights series from Warren. How are we all doing, everyone? Mariam, what's happening?
2: Um, things are good. I started school um just this week and um I hope I'm hoping that I can get through it.
1: <laughs> good, good. Warren, all well.
0: Doing well. And I don't know why Miriam is saying things are not good. You're starting school. That means you're El Perfecto. Come on, girl. What's up with that? Hmm? No.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're doing well, Ed. It's just beautiful. We kind of, you know, that fallish weather is here with us. And um, it's a beautiful thing. So I'm I'm glad to be here. I had some troubles last night. and. My internet connectivity, I don't know what's going on, but probably one of my mesh systems going out, whatever. But I'm glad to be here and actually doing the podcast.
1: That wouldn't be Google not being a hardware company again, it?
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, there we go yeah. again. <laughs> you
1: know, there's plenty of high-quality Wi-Fi router makers out there. You don't have to go to a search software company for your router. Uh, it sure, it sure happens
0: system. to be one of those best uh, mesh systems out there, though.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Austin,
4: yeah. going on? Things are going on good. I started going to office yesterday, so everything is opening up. Schools are resuming. Trains are getting more and more packed. But we are also getting hit by, I don't know how many cyclones are coming. One from the West, one from East. I don't know. There are like two or three cyclones coming in this week and next week. Oh,
1: dear. Sounds like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. It's not
4: good, is
1: it? And I'll take you that. When you say you've been going to the office, that's a physical office, not a Microsoft Office 365. No, that's like one with walls office,
3: and stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh, you could probably go through the oh, Microsoft uh, 365 if you want I'm to. to let you. I'm going
4: to the physical office, <laughs> but I'm using Microsoft Office 365.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Well, it's good. It's good. A sense of normality being back yeah. in the physical
0: office. Yeah. Well, nice that you're back there, Austin, because uh, Microsoft, although it's 365 days a year, it's not the same, is it?
4: <laughs> no, it's not the same. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now he's back in a physical office. You can excel in your office, can't you? Yeah. So, uh, and hopefully you'll have access to your office. Uh, how many more Microsoft Office puns can I make? Uh, we'll see. Anyway, he,
0: He's got some power now that he's back in the office. Yeah. <laughs> some PowerPoints, <laughs> <Definitely>. you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Hopefully he has a positive outlook now he's back.
5: Blind Android Users is proud to partner with the folks from Gravity Forms. Gravity Forms has allowed us to ensure that our website is both accessible and easy to use with regards to our contact forms and other various forms found throughout the page. Thanks to Gravity Forms' dedication to accessibility and their compliance with all federal and jurisdictional laws relating to accessibility is appreciated. The blind android users would like to thank the folks from Gravity Forms for sponsoring our license subscription to their WordPress plugin. If you'd like to know more about Gravity Forms, check them out online at gravityforms.com.
1: Anyway, um let's turn to our announcement section. Austin, what have
4: we got? This week there's not much announcement. There is only one announcement that is Ed had appeared on the Jonathan Mosin's podcast, Mosin at Large, and then we got a lot of feedback, nice feedback from there. So thanks all who join us after listening to the podcast and those who have not heard the Mosin at Large 150th episode, they can, we'll be having the link to that in the show notes. Last week, Android has its 13th birthday and Google also celebrated its 23rd birthday, And because of them, we are here making the podcast and you are here listening to the podcast. So happy birthday, Android and Google.
0: Shall we sing a little happy birthday song to both uh, Android and Google? Happy birthday 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 to you. you. Happy birthday birthday to you. you. Happy Happy birthday birthday, to Google and Android.
1: Android.
0: Happy birthday, Happy birthday to you. Many more. <laughs> yes.
1: Please learn how to make phones. Please learn how to make phones. Oh, Google, why do you bother with pixels? Please learn how to make
3: Phones.
0: And there, yeah. <laughs> goes cry baby. there goes my crybaby. There goes my crybaby. Google, there's another crybaby in the house. Oh, what a
1: shame. <laughs> I must be quite a happy crybaby. There are very few tears. <laughs>
0: Oh, but we're oh, really... Oh, me, don't you,
3: dog bag, don't you,
0: dog <laughs> uh, The CSR queen crying in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think I'm as much of a crybaby as I am a really.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, but yeah, you know, happy birthday because uh, last week, or thereabouts. uh, Android turned 13, became your typical teenager. I have one of those. I know what that spells. And uh, then we have, of course, Google turning 23. But actually, in reality, that was September 4th. I don't know why they decided to celebrate that last week instead of September 4th. But you got the drift.
1: Yeah, I had I had one of the very early Google accounts, uh, G, uh, sorry Gmail accounts, where uh, someone had to invite me. And I did too. Yeah, I think 100, back in two
0: thousand three, I had. Yeah, because I, I think it was around that time I got mine. I was I was going to some school, you know, doing something, and I remember this girl giving me that invitation. And I think maybe that was actually in two thousand five that happened that she gave me the invitation. Yeah. So yeah so that's right it was
1: 2004 yeah yeah it was
0: it was 2005 i got mine i remember that because i was doing some certification and things like that and came across this girl and she gave me that thing about gmail
4: and warren you have such a big phone collection you must be having the first android phone that came out (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) why why me (laughs)
4: I don't know why we all make fun. Isn't <laughs> that
6: is
2: weird?
0: Well, it's, it's just a bunch of crybabies. That's all. Because, <laughs> because,
4: you, because you have the biggest phone collection, no one else has it. Yeah, I, I agree. Remember, Austin, we we're going to steal this museum, this collection. <laughs> yeah, and install CSR on it. And there is also a very important announcement for all the CSR listeners or those who want to, those who are using Talkback and want to migrate to paid CSR version which will be done by Miriam.
2: Thank you Austin. I definitely agree with you. So, um there's a 20% off sale going on um, for CSR because we like it's uh, CSR's fourth year anniversary. Um so I'm going to tell you exactly what um are the prices. So, we have you can pay $14, only $14 for a year. Uh 25 about 25 dollars for two years and 36 us dollars in three years which is a pretty good i think sale it's not as good as last year's um because last year they were giving away like free premium subscriptions but yeah still good go grab yourself a premium subscription and enjoy csr fully.
1: thanks mariam (laughs)
0: And now a word from our sponsor, the world's most trusted WordPress backup, restore, and clone plugin. Hacking, server crashes, dodgy updates, or simple user error can ruin your WordPress site. That is why you need AppDraft Plus. Install Updraft Plus to protect your WordPress-powered site by visiting UpdraftPlus.com. That's UpdraftPlus.com. U-P-D-R-A-F-T-P-L-U-S dot We thank Updraft Plus for sponsoring this episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast.
1: And the other thing worth just dwelling on in our announcements is that TalkBack 12.1 uh, hit the streets or the phones uh, just this week. Um, it's not just for those of you running uh, the beta of android 12 this has been rolled out to uh uh devices on other operating systems warren do you want to talk about some of the new features in
0: 12.1 so we want to call this probably this is a talkback renaissance right ed <laughs> i'm going That's back right. to right. <laughs> but yeah we really got some cool things we want to talk about you know starting from gboard and um, so I'm really excited about this because this is really huge in the sense that we finally, finally got that ability to do the double tapping to type on Gboard because most of the time when someone's looking for a keyboard that they could double tap on, I think the most recommended is that people should try the blind accessibility keyboard. And I'm not saying the blind accessibility keyboard is not a good Uh, keyboard, but it hasn't been updated in quite a spell. And now that we have this ability to do double tapping in uh, Gboard to type, I think it is a huge celebration and something that worth uh, talking about. And so in order to find where to go about enabling that, and we'll be talking about other things as well within this uh, Talkback 12.1, which is really good, one has to go to Uh, the TalkBack menu. Let let me quickly do that.
3: TalkBack menu. Read from next item.
0: So you go to TalkBack menu and then you go to TalkBack Settings.
3: Text to speech. Talk voice command. TalkBack settings. TalkBack settings.
0: In TalkBack settings, what we're looking for is scrolling all the way to the bottom and find and tap on the Advanced. I will scroll toward the bottom, find and tap on Advanced.
3: Advanced settings. Advanced
0: settings. In advanced settings, what we're looking for here is where it talks about typing preferences or something to that effect. Let me see if I find that here.
3: Element: disc- type, preference. Hold finger to select, key, then lift.
0: You tab here where it says "hold fingers, select, then lift." It could have been better wording, but anyway, we'll. We'll make do with what we have. So here, now that I've tapped on that, by default you have the lift to type. But if I tap on that one, now we have two options. We've got the old
3: finger to select P, then double tap and list checked. Old finger to select P, then lift.
0: See the one that is checked is the lift to type. Now if I move my finger back up,
3: old finger to select P, then double tap and list.
0: Now I'm going to tap
3: advanced settings. Type in preference, hold finger to select key, then double tap, the list.
0: Now I'm going to quickly show that X, I'm going to bring up stream. something like Google Keep.
3: Folder, word processing, office, folder opened. 3x3, three three, keep notes. Pick
0: and notes. I'm going to go in, to.
3: Note text note, note open, note, edit box for note body.
0: Now I'll put my finger down.
3: Board, capital H, out of list.
0: See, if note I lift my finger, nothing happens, but if I double tap,
3: Capital H, E, E, M, A, L, 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 I, O, O.
0: So see, I'm double tapping. Space. I have to double tap to give a space. Hello. So that's the new feature that we have. And I think a lot of people who prefer to do double tapping to type would really, really like this. And I'm excited that we have this as an option. And so. In summary, the way you need to go about enabling this is to go bring up your talkback menu. Number two, click on Talkback Settings. Number three, scroll toward the bottom, find and tap on Advanced. Number four, scroll up, find where it says Typing Preference. Tap in there and make sure you check the one that says Double Tap. And that's it, you got Double Tap to type in Gboard. Ed, you want to talk about the next one, which is also huge? we got a couple, actually. uh, We have the one that accessibility volume adjustment. You could add that to your granularity settings, and you could also add the the scrolling.
1: There are a few granularity settings changes I want to talk about. Um, The first is to a granularity setting we already had, which is the speech rate. So... Before, if you selected speech rate in your granularities, TalkBack would say faster, slower as you adjusted it.
0: I'll Um, show you what Ed is talking about. So in (laughs) in actuality, what used to happen is that if you change your granularity to the uh, speech rate, if you swipe up or down with one finger, it will say faster or slower. Now, it actually tells you the percentages. And that's what we're talking about here. See if I could...
3: Control, headings, paragraph, words, character, accessible, scroll, speech rate.
0: Now I'm in speech rate if I s- swipe down with one finger.
3: Speech rate 90%. Speech rate 82%. Speech rate 70%. Speech rate 60%. Speech rate 62%. You see? Speech, r- speech, 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 speech rate 35%.
0: And swipe up.
3: Speech rate 56%.
0: And then the other thing we want to talk about, you've probably heard it in my granularity, a couple other things. And I think this is really cool, absolutely cool. We got a couple new things the scrolling and also the accessibility volume. In other words, you could add both the scrolling and accessibility to your granularity. And so the way you go about doing that, of course, always go back into the talk back menu. I'll take you to the TalkBack menu.
3: TalkBack menu.
0: And then we go down to the TalkBack settings.
3: Text to speech settings. TalkBack Talk TalkBack. Talk
0: the next thing we want to go to, or the next place we want to go to, would be the Customize menus. And that's just below the Customize Gestures.
3: Cover proximity, braille cable, cus- customize gesture, customize menus.
0: We go to customize menus.
3: Customize me-
0: And here we have two items. We have the customized talkback menu, and we have also the customized reading controls. We want to tap on the one that says customize reading controls.
3: Customize reading controls. Customize reading controls. Navigate up.
0: Upon tapping on Customize Reading Controls, what we're looking for is found underneath or below the heading that says
3: Special Features.
0: Special Features is what we're looking for. So there's a heading here that says Special Features. And underneath or below that Special Features, here are the items that we have.
3: Hide screen, hide audio ducking, scroll, scroll forward or backward. Checked.
0: Checked so scroll forward or backward by default is not checked, but I have checked that in, and that means that it will now show up in my granularity. So if I'm in a list, for example, instead of swiping up with two fingers to scroll up by pages or whatever, or if I'm in a place that I need to scroll left and right, navigate to that granularity of the scroll and then use the one finger scroll down to scroll through the next pages and things like that in a vertical manner. If I have vertical pages, and I believe if you have horizontal pages, you can do the same thing once you've set this to this particular granularity. The next thing is that accessibility volume. Now we have one here that you could also add here.
3: Accessibility volume. Increase or decrease accessibility volume. Checked.
0: Checkbox. And by default, that is not checked. And if you check that, now, if I go back, I'll show you what I mean. Let's go to, let's go to folder, system settings and 10, go through the settings
3: 018. here. Oh, open settings.
0: And now capture. I'm gonna change my granularity to the scroll.
3: Windows, link, control, heading, paragraph, words, character, accessor, scroll.
0: I am now in the scroll menu or I'm um, in the scroll granularity, rather. And instead of scrolling down, you know, using my two fingers to, uh, you know, uh, scrub up, I'll just swipe down with one finger.
3: Privacy, permissions, account activity, and then
0: swipe up again.
3: About phone, pixel 5 There we
0: go, that's the last one there. Now, if I swipe down with one finger.
3: Search settings, out of list
0: you could see that it actually scrolled me all the way to the top. And that's what we're talking about here, about the fact that you can now add this granularity to your list of granularities and be able to scroll there without the need of using the two-part finger gesture to scroll through pages. Now, I think this is really neat. The next item here, of course, that we added to our granularities has to do with the ex- adjusting the uh, talkback or the accessibility volume. And if I navigate to the accessibility volume in my granularity.
3: Accessibility volume.
0: And if I swipe up.
3: Increase, 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 increase.
0: You notice that I'm turn-
3: Accessibility volume set to ninety percent.
0: You notice that I'm increasing the accessibility volume. Now I will try to decrease that accessibility volume. Decrease, swipe, down, decrease, swipe down. Decrease. Swipe down.
3: Decrease. 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 Accessibility volume set to forty percent.
0: So, in other words, if you don't want to have one finger down while it's being held and then repeatedly tap the volume to increase or tap the volume down to decrease, you now have a different way of increasing or decreasing that accessibility volume. And these are the things we're talking about. Now, Ed, there was another thing we were talking about, and that has to do with the Gboard. Again, we're back with Gboard, the Renaissance. Mm-hmm. So we have the g board here, and what's going on here is that now the bug that we had in Android 12.1, which would say speak now or listening speak now. If you are in the g board beta, if you have that beta which is built 183, the last numbers 183. If you have that, now you don't hear that uh speak now listening bug that we have instead though it will sometimes say stop voice dictation i'll show you the good news here is that you can actually when you're done voice dictation you could simply double tap anywhere to stop voice dictation so we're kind of getting back what we used to have on gboard and i'm so excited about it let me show you what i'm talking about by bringing up that google keep again
3: Folder Word process. Office. Keep notes. Show in English.
0: All right. It has a board there for me.
3: Board B. Voice input. Stop.
0: Hello and welcome to Blind Android Users Podcast, period. I am pausing here to see if we're going to hear Speak Now Listening. As you can hear, it is not saying that at all. Now, I will simply double tap anywhere on my phone, comma, to stop this voice dictation, period.
3: Sticker keyboard.
0: All right, now I'll put my finger down.
3: Keep notes. Editing. Hello, stop, hello, and welcome to Blind Android Users Podcast. I am pausing here to see if we are going to hear speak now, listening as you can hear. It is not saying that at all. Now I will simply devote tab anywhere on my phone to stop this voice dictation, edit box, note for note body, and list.
0: So in other words, we have a good thing going here, but as you could hear, it sometimes will insert that stop voice dictation at the beginning. Other times I've seen times that it doesn't do that, but other times it does, like you heard it inserting that. But if you start to speak right away, it's not gonna catch that in the instance that it does that. You need to start talking right away. But that's better than the uh speak now, listening. And if you pause for a little bit, it'll insert that into your typing. We don't have that anymore. And when you're done typing, simply or Done voice dictation, simply double tap anywhere to stop it. So we have gotten a good thing here. And that's the little plug I want to give to the Gboard. Kudos to you guys, developers out there. We are so thankful to the TalkBack team and all of you guys. Wonderful job.
1: There is one potential annoyance you might notice with uh, TalkBack 12.1. Warren, can I ask you to touch your home button, please?
0: The only problem is that I can't do that because I don't have a home Oh, you navigation. don't have a navigation bar. Yeah. Okay, so my, I know what you're is talking planned. about. Otherwise,
1: I will do it. Now, what happened in TalkBack 9.1 was that TalkBack would say home button, and then if you waited long enough, it would say navigation bar. Uh, the problem now is that they reversed it. So if you touch your navigation bar having previously been somewhere else on your screen, whether that's in your app, or whether that's in your notification shade, whether that's at the status bar at the top, it will say navigation bar home button. Sim- similarly, if you've been, say, on your navigation bar in your app and you touch, I don't know, the battery indicator, it will say system UI and then read the battery percentage, which is slightly more verbiage than you need to hear. Now, some people have said that's really annoying because... If I touch it, I have to wait for it to say navigation bar and home button before I can activate a button. That's not actually true. You can interrupt it, uh, tap and double tap to bring it into focus, as long as, of course, you know which control you've touched. Now, on the navigation bar, I submit that that should be pretty simple. There are either three or four buttons on your navigation bar, uh, depending on your use case. So... If you touch the navigation bar directly above your charging port, say, you do not need Talk Mac to say home, as long as it's confirmed in the navigation bar. The home button was there, is there, and forever shall be there. Similarly, if you touch on the bottom right, um, as long as no keyboard's up, you'll get your, your recent apps button, you might get your switch input method, uh, or you know, if you've got the accessibility button, you'll get there, And the, but the back is in the bottom left. But you get my point. Uh, it's a bit annoying, but you don't necessarily need to listen to the announcement to finish as long as you know where on the phone screen you've touched. But there is currently no way to disable that navigation bar announcement, nothing in verbosity. You do can fix it. Uh, if you set it to, to lowest verbosity, it'll still say it. but. Uh, Hopefully that
0: out. This is odd, but I know exactly what he's talking about. But what I was going to say is that maybe if one goes into the Talkback settings and goes into the Advanced and change the order of um, the the order of so much items, much. maybe that would help. That this is what I'm talking about. Talk Let's advanced. go here.
3: Talkback settings.
0: Talkback talk settings. Go into
3: Advanced.
0: And then the order.
3: Custom labels, single tab element, description, order, state, name. This type, is
0: the one I'm talking element. about. Because if you go in here, you can change whether it says button first or it says the name of the item first so, or the state first. For instance,
3: L checked, state, name, type, and listed. Or. Type, name, state.
0: So in that, if I choose this, if I navigate to a system that has the navigation buttons, it will say button home, or it'll say home button, or... Name, type, state. So if I choose this one, it should say home button or something like that before seeing that navigation. So I wish that I could... So set, I'll, my, I'll try it. My, yeah. my
1: phone is back to life. I don't change. think this will work. Yeah, it may naviga- not
0: work, but tr- try uh, yeah. that. Let's We're see what happens. It. Yeah,
1: because navigation bar is being announced independently of the element and its state. But let's change it. i mean, talkback settings.
3: Custom labels. Single tap to activate. Element description order. State, name, type.
1: So element description order state name type. This is what we want to change.
0: Yeah, go set element it to name. Order, state, state, name, type, Yeah, go no, set it to name. Name,
1: type, state. Yeah. Name type state. Advanced settings. Type in the keyboard heading. I'll just back out Navigate of this. And now I'm gonna to touch my home button. But Advanced settings and list. Navigation bar home button out of the list.
0: Yeah, no, it's still it still does say navigation bar
1: yeah but yeah. the other thing i just mentioned Perfect. and i want to show you as long as you know what you've touched you don't have to listen to that i can touch my own button and just double tap it immediately So I touched it immediately above my plug. I know that's the home button. It can't be the back or the recents or the accessibility button or the switch input method. Well, it certainly couldn't be that. I didn't have a keyboard. But, you know, don't don't wait for it to say something when you know what something is. There's no need. So it is annoying, but it's not as annoying as I've seen it painted on uh, certain groups.
0: Yeah, and these are the things that, you know, will eventually get fixed. and They're not going to be there, you know, uh, permanently or whatever. But at least their walk arounds, you don't have to listen to the whole thing. For example, if you're using a three-button navigation system, of course, when you're touching the middle at the bottom, that could not be your back or overview button by any stretch of imagination. That definitely is your home button right there so it just tap there to go home
1: yeah that's right yeah and if you don't like it do what warren does and turn the nav bar off um, (laughs) and use the gestures yeah that's that's your other option now we turn to our uh must have apps category in our android basic section this week and this is all about backup apps and how to extract those apps you care about and the good thing about Android is that uh, you can actually do this. So, you know, if there's a particular version of an app that you want to preserve, uh, there are third party tools that will let you back it up. If there's an app that you're not sure that its Play Store page will be around forever because of changes Google are going to make and the app's on your device, you can back it up. And when you get your next phone, you can just uh, go to that app backup and install it. Warren, do you want to elucidate and tell us a bit more about this?
0: So, what we're talking about here, we're talking about two things here. So, we're talking about backing up like Ed has just talked about. I heard someone said, back that thing up, you know. So, (laughs) you need to back it up, man, back it up. So, we have some items, actually, or tools that you could actually back up your whole system. Some of these would require root and some don't. Uh, But then also, there are times that people want to back up just the APK or extract the APK, the installer files for their applications, for example. And we have the new system implementation with APKs that Google is just introduced or about introducing. And that is the bundle apps thing. And not every uh, file manager is created equally. Some don't understand that language yet because they haven't caught up to what's going on or whatever, they haven't had the time to make it reflect that. And this is where something like the alpha backup comes in because the alpha backup, those guys, I think they're right on top of their game. And as a result of that, their app actually could do that, uh, apps that have bundle. I have implemented that. If you use something other than the Alpha Backup Pro and you extract that APK, you try to install it on another one, it's going to tell you error installing because your APK extractor doesn't understand the new file format. So Alpha Backup Pro, on the other hand, will do that for you.
1: Warren, and when you uh, first mentioned that that had gone on sale on our mailing list, I went I went straight away and uh, bought it. It's a really good app.
0: Yeah, um, they regularly go on sale there. So keep an eye on that. It's a great uh, backup tool.
1: And, and if an app has been bundled and you extract it, does, does the extracted file look any different? Is the extension the same or is it still APK?
0: So as you know, the... Uh, my demonstration, so the thing will say SAPK, so it's just like a split thing. Listen to this, and you will know what I'm talking about. Now, let me quickly demonstrate the Alpha Backup Pro. I have the Pro version, and like I've indicated earlier, this thing regularly goes on sale, so keep an eye on that. I'll be demonstrating this using my Pixel 2 XL to make sure that we have maximum compatibility. I am on my home screen now and will now navigate to the folder where I have the Alpha Backup Pro. And that will be my File Browser folder. I am using the Allison Voice from the Vocalizer TTS and now we will navigate to that folder.
6: Folder File Browsers Skit Folder
0: I will find and tap on Alpha Backup Pro.
6: Alpha Backup Pro. Initializing app data. Alpha Backup Pro. Allow Alpha Backup Pro to access photos, media, and files on your device. Allow button.
0: I had reset the app prior to now so that we'll go through the setup and take you through all of that so you have a better understanding of what's going on. I will now tap on Allow.
6: Help. Help.
0: The first thing it takes us to is the tutorial. There are nine tabs at the bottom, including the next, which makes it the tenth. But these are like tutorial 1, tutorial two, three, four, five through 9. And of course, the next button is the last one, which is the tenth item at the bottom. You can also swipe from the middle of the phone with two fingers to move from page 1 to page 2 and so on. But here's what the tutorial says. We're going to go through this real quick. I'm not going to spend a lot of your time going through the whole tutorial, but it makes sense to go through this so you understand what's going on. And I strongly advise that you go through the tutorial so you have a better understanding of this app.
6: Tap on a list item to get a wide range of options such as backup, restore, share, and a lot more in Pager.
0: I do want to mention here in passing that these tabs at the bottom are not labeled. So they're not going to say tab 1, tab 2, and all of that, or maybe say the name of the of the tabs.
6: Tab 3 of 9. to so, tab 5 of 9.
0: So I will simply just go ahead and tap on the next button at the bottom.
6: Next button. Next. Page 2 of 9.
0: This is page 2.
6: Long tap on a list item to start multiple selection. After your selection is complete, perform your desired batch operation from the options available at the top of the screen in Pager.
0: And that's page 2. I will go to page 3. I'm not going to read all of them or let it read all of those to you. Like I said, I would like you to go through this and read those pages.
6: Swipe down to refresh. This is page page 3. Swipe down from the top of a list to refresh the data of the list. This can be a list of applications, backups, or any other information.
0: I'm going to go to the one that I think is of importance, and that's the one that talks about the app bundle format, the new one that Google created. I'm not sure if that's page 5 or 6. I'm going to click on Next.
6: Next. Next. Page 4 of Name or label of the... That's next, not the
0: one that's going Next. next.
6: APK traditional Android app installer file. SAPK custom file type created by Bugasoft to support installation of multi-part Android app generated from new app bundle installation package format. External data. App specific data located in public storage spaces of app.
0: Let's go to next.
6: Next. Next. Google has launched a new type of application package called App Bundle which generates multiple source files after installation. Although the source files include the base apk file, in most cases that apk is not complete and generates error while installing. This is why we had to create a new installer file type, SAPK, that can install such an app successfully. This file type is only supported by Alpha Backup Pro. So. It is strongly recommended to install Alpha Backup Pro at first. That way, all the backups generated by it will be supported beforehand. By the way, you can share these kind of apps installers as zip package for compatibility with other apps in Pager.
0: And that's what we were talking about. So in other words, if I use the Alpha Backup to extract an APK, if it's a new file format, you're going to hear SAPK instead of simply APK. I will go to the last one, which is page 9. So, we'll finish this part of the tutorial, and then we'll show you the layout of the app.
6: Next, button, out of pager. Next, page 7 of 9. Next, page 8 of 9. Finish, page 8. Some modified Android OS restricts installation of applications from third-party apps in a non-standard way. This may cause failure to install or restore backups on some devices. Please disable OS optimization feature in developer options to fix this problem. In particular OS like Xiaomi MIUI, it is shown as MIUI optimization. In other operating systems, this may be different. If Developer Options is not visible, please follow the instructions for your particular device on how to activate Developer Options. If it does not help, please contact us at support at Disabling Enabling OS Optimization feature may clear data of user installed applications. Developer Options button.
0: In other words, there are some manufacturers out there that would like to optimize some of their apps or whatever and therefore preventing it from getting the juicy stuff. So you go to the developer settings to enable or disable that app optimization. I will now go back so I close out of this window and be in the main UI of the app.
6: Applications. Navigate up. Button.
0: I am now in the main UI of the app and at the very top... Starting from the very top left corner is the navigate top and when you tap on that, what that does, it opens up the navigational drawer. And then to the right hand side, right hand corner, we have three buttons here. Starting from the right we have
6: Filter Options.
0: Then going left.
6: Order sort options. Order Search
0: and Search. Let's go ahead and tap on the navigate app
6: navigate up menu. Alpha Backup Pro, you are all in one application and backup manager, main features.
0: Here are the items that we have when we tap on Navigate App, which is in the navigational drawer. We have the following
6: System Settings.
0: System Settings. I'm just going to go through these
6: Contacts, Messages, Call Log, Tools, Import Backup, Clear App, S. Clear system cache, clear corpses, uninstall update, Android shell, extras, import-export settings, share this app, translation service, more apps by Bugisofts. About Alpha Backup Pro, help, Telegram, contact support, settings.
0: And the last thing here is settings. Let's look at the settings settings. In the settings, here's what we've got starting from the top.
6: General settings. Installer backup settings. App installation settings. Data backup settings. Data restore settings. Auto backup settings. Security settings. Additional settings. Send feedback. Rate Alpha Backup Pro. Translation service.
0: And that's the last one. I will now go back to the menu I of the app.
6: Applications. Applications out of list. Navigate up button.
0: In the menu UI, there are four tabs just below the top buttons that are found on the top left and right corners. There are four tabs here. The first one is containing the files that you installed from the Play Store. The next one is something I haven't checked to see what it is. But the third tab has to do with your system files. And the fourth one is when you extract APKs or SAPKs. It gets stored in that tab. Let me show you what I'm talking about. I'll put my finger down and find the first one. And of course, it's simply going to say tap one. And it's going to say the number of apps found in this tab.
6: APK, tab 350, selected. One of four,
0: and, and those four are item. my uh, apps that I've installed. If I put my finger down, you'll hear the difference between the SAPK files and the traditional ones. In other words, there are going to be developers that have already adopted this Message, new file, Austin. and then there are other developers that haven't adopted this one. And Here's what we've got
6: APK 4K Camera Pro. Com-
0: that one simply says APK. Next one,
6: SAPK. Add voice aloud reader. Com. Sapk. Add voice floating button. Sapk. Add voice license. Sapk. Add voice network. Apk. A capital T T S voices. Sapk. Adobe Acrobat. Com. Adobe.
0: I'm gonna scroll up a bunch and A-S- see. A-S- you.
6: Apk. Apk. Caitlin T T E. Sapk. Calendar. Apk. Camera 4K Pro, APK, CD.
0: You could see the difference. So I'm going to try to extract one of these. But first, let's go to the second tab, which is simply going to say...
6: Tab 0, 2 of 4. There's nothing in that one.
0: If I tap that, there'll be nothing in there. It'll say nothing. Tab
6: 233, 3 of 4.
0: And these are my system apps. If I tap here... It has taken me to the system apps, and these are...
6: APK, APK, three-button navigation, APK, Adaptive Connectivity Services. SAPK, Android Accessibility Suite, com, Google, and...
0: As you can see, the Android Accessibility Suite has actually adopted the new app bundle system or format.
6: APK, Android Auto, com, Google, and...
0: Now, if I go to the fourth tab...
6: Tab... 4 of 4. In list, 4 items.
0: If I tap here.
6: Selected. Tab 0. Selected. There's
0: nothing in that tab. So I'm going to go to, let's go to tab 1 and find something maybe like Adobe and extract that.
6: Applic tab 350.
0: 300. These are my installed apps. So I'm going to choose two. One is going to be an APK, traditional APK, and one is going to be an SAPK. SAPK. Let's choose.
6: SAPK. Adobe Scan. Adobe Scan. I'm going to long Android. press to select
0: September. that. That is selected. Now I'm going to find one Hush that is just this a regular APK.
6: SAPK. SAPK. SAP. APK. S-A-P-K. S-A-P-K. SAPK. 4K Cam.
0: I've selected the two. Now at the top, we have some new items that have changed. I'm going to go from the top right corner.
6: Back- more options. There's Button. more
0: options at the top right. Backup. Then there's a backup. I'm going to tap here. Share. Or this share. One item. I'm going to backup. Backup. Let's tap on backup.
6: Pop-up window, local, enlist.
0: When we tap on backup, we have some options. Either we're going to back it up locally or
6: Google Drive.
0: Google Drive.
6: Dropbox, OneDrive, Mega, Yandex, other cloud services.
0: Or other cloud services. I'm going to tap on the local.
6: Google Drive, local, pop-up window, local, heading, in list.
0: So I tap on local and it's saying, what do I want to do? APK, and I'm telling it back up the APK. I uh, tap here.
6: Backing up Adobe Scan out of list. Backup complete. So it back
0: that. Now if I go to the fourth tab, for example,
6: AP, tab four of four in list four item selected. Tab one selected four of. SAPK Adobe Scan comma Adobe Scan Android.
0: We have the SAPK. Let's go. I thought SAP I selected K. two, but maybe I didn't. Let me go choose another one that is not an SAPK format. In other words, one that is not an app bundle. So we'll see where it places that.
6: Tab 0 to navigate up. Tab 300 fi- 350.
0: All right. I'm going to scroll up. Find a regular traditional APK file.
6: SAPK. SAP. Book reader. Droid reader. I'm going to
0: select this one. And... Backup. Backup.
6: Pop-up window. Local. Pop-up then APK. APK. Backup complete.
0: Now I'm going to tap on the fourth tab.
6: Tab 4 of 4. Select.
0: Now I have...
6: SAPK. Adobe Scan. APK. Book Reader. Droid Reader Book App.
0: Now that I have selected these... We have new items here. We have
6: More Options, more options but,
0: share, share, Restore, or Restore. In other words, if you're restoring your apps or if you're restoring this, you've uninstalled it for some reason and you want to restore it, you could just select it here from the backup and choose to restore. Now, if I tap on the More Options on the top right corner,
6: More Options, Pop-Up pop Window, Save to cloud.
0: We have save to cloud.
6: Add to auto backup list.
0: That means if I add it to the auto backup, every time there's an update to the app, it will automatically back it up and replace the old backup. Next.
6: Remove from auto backup list.
0: I could remove it from the auto backup if I had added it to the auto backup. Next, we got...
6: Delete.
0: Delete. So I could delete the APK. And that is the Alpha Backup Pro. Again, I ask you to keep an eye on it. And every time it's on sale, absolutely get this app. It's a great app.
1: Thanks very much, Warren. Now we move to our spotlight section. And we talk to Chanel, uh, a.k.a. The Quinn. Uh, the, by the way, is T-H-double-E. Uh She is a YouTuber from Jamaica. She's an Android user. But her YouTube channel might be of broader use to the listenership of this podcast because she demonstrates
6: in depth
1: how to use NVDA, the free Windows screen reader with Microsoft Office applications. And here is the interview that uh, uh, some of the team conducted with her earlier in the week.
0: And we would like to welcome our friend Chanel from Jamaica. Chanel, we're talking with you today from Jamaica. Welcome to Blind Android Users Podcast.
2: Thanks. I'm glad to be here. It's a
4: great opportunity.
0: Chanel, I have here with me my co-host Austin from India.
4: Hi, and welcome to the podcast. We are very thankful that you came and are talking to us today. Hi, Austin.
0: Indeed, Uh, Chanel, we're so thankful that you actually honored us to come and chat with us here at Blind Android Users Podcast. Now, what we're going to be talking about here is that you have a very, very interesting story that I think a lot of our listeners are going to find very encouraging. And I would like you to tell our listeners who you are, especially the fact that you yourself are blind. And to me, the most important part of this story is the fact that actually you are such a very young person. You became blind not too long ago, maybe like a couple of years ago. And today you are actually even teaching people how to use technology and you have a YouTube channel and all of that. Can you take us back to that and tell us what's going on so that our people are up to par as to where we're at?
2: Okay. So back from the beginning, from a young age, I've always loved technology. I Most things deal with technology uh, were self-taught. I was always intrigued when it comes to technology. I would sit on the computer for hours or on the phone for hours. I was always a lover of technology. In my earlier, say about 13, I uh, was interested in a lot of gaming at first, watch a lot of YouTube, and so on. And then I decided at one one point that I wanted to do a YouTube channel, a gaming YouTube channel, like what most of those young persons out there were doing. So I watched a lot of videos on how to create YouTube videos and do editing and stuff like that. But then I realized that when it comes to getting a profile picture and a YouTube banner, I didn't have any money to pay anybody for anything. So I was wondering where am I going to get that from? Then a friend introduced to me uh, a software um called Paint.net, and he he recommended me to some tutorials on YouTube where I could go to learn how to make some simple um profile pictures and banners for myself. And I sat down and watched many tutorials and played around with that program myself. And I sat first I created that first simple. Um, banner and profile picture for myself but then after that I sat and I played around with that program and I learned to actually create more advanced graphics till I was making I was even drawing graphics from scratch um, on paper then taking pictures of them and then actually doing them up on the computer on the computer and then persons would I, I actually went on Twitter and advertised myself and persons would actually um, pay me money to do graphics for them so that was going good for a while until when I was about um 15 or so I was at school and then I realized that um it was getting hard for me to see the board and uh, my left eye was giving me a bit of an issue um like the site was just dwindling 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 away Went to doctor, once said it was retina damage, it can't be fixed. Uh, another doctor, the doctor said it was glaucoma. So I decided that we, we decided that we were going to go to a glaucoma specialist. Went to the glaucoma specialist. He said this is nowhere, this is, there's no way this is glaucoma because um, my eye pressure was normal. So he sent me to do an MRI. And then we realized that there was actually a mass on my brain which was compressing my optic nerve, which is causing me to lose um, sight in the left eye. So long story short, did uh, the first surgery, then gain back um, sight in my left eye um, after that. And then when it was coming up to my for for me, because I had to repeat grade 11 to do over my 60 exams um but when it was coming up to my exams like one month before my exams um that year 2019 I, I lost sight in the left eye by then but i was still seeing out of the right eye one morning i got up it was april the 1st and i have exams in may i got up and i realized that um my right eye was drooping and i felt extremely tired i slept until noon that whole morning at school, I just slept through devotion and through all those classes until noon. And I was saying, no, man, something is wrong. I slept all night last night. Why am I so tired? Is Something is wrong. And I have to be lifting up my eyelid to be able to walk and see because it was drooping. So I went to the nurse and she recommended me to go to the hospital. And I spent about two weeks in the hospital waiting on a spot in the ICU to get to do surgery. And then I had to do surgery again to try to remove the mass um of my brain, and I was out surgery was successful, but they didn't they still couldn't get out everything because you know the whole complications with the brain and so and I was out by Easter Monday, which is about the twenty third or so and mind you, I have exams in May. I had to study for most of my exams the night before. And try to use even literature and soul, um, study about twenty poems, <laughs> um, and try to use the time to catch up on um, the the last subjects that I would have missed out on, and uh, I still managed to go to my exams with a reader writer, and I passed all my exams, and right. then then I was a point where I was a bit. Well, first of all, through this whole thing what was keeping me was the fact that I know that God was there with me because even when it come, it came to the, the, you see, right after that Saturday, when I found out that it was a tumor that next Sunday I found it because I was always searching um for God, but I could have, like every church I went to, it was like, it was not there, but I found the right church that next Sunday and the, pastor was so encouraging and that his teachings they were so encouraging and it's like it put life to my soul and it reassured me that God is there and I always prayed prayed constantly and he I just kept having that encouragement to go on even with the surgeries after that majority of it was paid for me because of how God blessed me he was blessing me continuously continuously and I was just giving him thanks for it so you see after exams now I was just there sitting wondering what is next I finished the exams now what am I going to do with them who am I going to go to school what am I going to do am I just going to sit at home for the rest of my life because my mother knew someone at her workplace was um, blind as well and she let us know about the Jamaica Society for the Blind and what they can offer they can um that they will teach me Braille and teach me how to use screen reader on my laptop, on my phone. And I was saying, what are you saying to me? You have screen reader for phone and laptop? So i was saying, yes, then I'll be able to use my laptop then. Because remember, you know, my computer was literally like my lifeline. I would be on that thing for hours just mm. either learning something or just browsing the net or something. I'll be on that thing for hours. So I was so excited. I was able to go up to the Jamaica Society for the Blind. And they taught me how to use um, the screen reader on the smartphone. I've always had Android phones. Um, Wasn't really, you know, so fond of the iPhone. And I'll let you know why in a while. I've always had um, Android phones. First, I had a Alcatel. um, And then uh, after that, that one mashed up and I had to get a phone very quickly because I needed to keep in contact with um, my mother at the time when I was at school. So she quickly went to a store and bought me one, a phone. It's the name of a car as well. I never knew that that brand made phones as well. Hun
0: Hyundai. Ah, yes. so Hyundai had a phone out there, huh? <laughs>
2: yes. That's the
0: beauty of Android though, because just about anyone can manufacture an Android device. So I'm not surprised.
2: Yes. So um that it was good enough for me at the time because I really didn't need much from it other than probably just WhatsApp or to be able to watch YouTube videos or whatever. Because I mostly use my computer, so wasn't really a fussy about big phones and this and that. So just wanted to be able to download music on it and to be able to use WhatsApp and YouTube and to make calls of course. So went up to Jamaica Society for the Blind. Um, they taught me how to use the top the, the back on my phone and they were teaching me, they taught me how to use the NVDA on the computer with Microsoft Word, with Windows and how to use the internet. And I learned Braille, Braille as well. But while I was up there in the midst of training, um, someone actually blessed me with a Samsung A11. So, you know, that was much better because I was having a real issue with the Hyundai. Because first of all, I don't know what's with their phone screens, but they lose sensitivity very easily. And it it was like, it was very slow. There's literally nothing much on the phone other than just the WhatsApp and the talkback. And it was just freezing up, especially when a lot of messages started to come in. It was just sticking up. And I was getting so frustrated with it, um, especially with the sensitivity on the screen, because, you know, we have to depend on swiping and tapping twice and so on. So I was getting very frustrated with it, especially when it comes to typing. And by the grace of God, I was blessed with a Samsung A11. And I was able to get the voice assistant on it. And it it was good. I learned how to use it. And I found accessibility great because I was able to say, hey, Google, call whoever, call mommy, call whatever. There were so many different features on it. And I loved it, really. Now, the reason why I would choose Android over iPhone, first of all, the flexibility. iPhone doesn't really give you much flexibility when it comes to using the phone itself and when it comes to hardware as well. If you have an iPhone, you have to get iPhone accessories, iPhone, headphone, iPhone charger, iPhone, this iPhone, that, and they're not cheap. You can say
0: that again. (laughs) The (laughs) hardware isn't
2: cheap. And the phone isn't cheap. It's not cheap. And even when it comes to... So I love music. I'm a person who loves music. And I didn't have any money to be buying any music on iTunes. So I love the fact that with the Android, I can be able to download my music, my free music, just like that, with no issues, no restrictions, no boundaries. But I don't know, iPhone make you feel like a complete pig in a pen. I don't know. You, you just feel so restricted. Like you, you, you can't move. Uh, you, you, you don't have any space to breathe. That is that is just how iPhone makes me feel. And the whole fact that it was expensive.
0: Of course. And
2: yes. And <laughs> I just decided that, you know what? I'm gonna stick. With Android. I have always have had a fascination with the Samsung phones. So I was glad when I was just miraculously blessed with one. And it has been great since uh don't really have much problem with it, other than sometimes when you say things to Google, Google say google put in something completely different
0: <laughs> google put in something
2: i said i don't know where google get that from <laughs>
0: Well, that happens a lot sometimes. But, you know, so here, uh, Chanel, this is really such a great story. And like I said, it's such an encouraging story. And you have kind of actually alluded to probably one of the reasons why you are not downpressed and feeling all dejected. Also, that's part of your faith, which also contributed in that, in making you to who you are and giving you that strength and believe, and and finding that strength to go on, because it's not always easy for someone to all of a sudden become blind. I have a lot of friends that, you know, became blind at a later age, and it was quite a struggle. But, you know, hearing your story is such an inspiration to me, and I believe to many of our listeners, who probably may be some that just became blind, uh, later on in life. And so hearing your story is such an inspiration. And so you've actually told us your Android journey story then within that story, how it is that you actually were, you know, started on Android and things like that. And also now that you became blind or lost your sight and all of that, and you explain that difficulty with your your high-end eye, um, <laughs> wherein, you know, sometimes it freezes up. <laughs> are not able to use your phone. These are some of the things. And you know what? Sometimes people say, hey, you know, Android is so fragmented and all of that. But like I've always argued that actually that fragmentation happens to be the very strength of Android. And you just alluded to that because you could Choose a different Android device if you don't like your Hyundai, for example, or, you know, go yes. something else, you know, Samsung or something. Have a better experience. So that's the strength of Android there. That fragmentation actually is the good of Android. And so <laughs> I love hearing your story. Now, so take us now to your YouTube channel because you are a YouTube creator and you actually have a YouTube channel and one of our co-hosts said stumbled upon your YouTube channel and that's how we got to hearing about you. So you are not only serving people in Jamaica in the Caribbean, but actually you're reaching to people you know across the globe via your YouTube channel. Talk to us about that YouTube channel of yours, what you do on there and things like that and how people can get a hold of your YouTube channel.
2: Okay, so first, what caused me to start this YouTube channel? Remember, I told you I learned the basic things. I could use Windows and Microsoft Word and the internet at the Jamaica Society for the Blind. But when it came to, I knew that I was going to go to, to school soon. And I was planning on doing IT so I would therefore need to learn, you know, how to use basic applications like Excel and Access and PowerPoint and stuff like that with the screen reader, but apparently that was not included in the um in the training of <coughs> by society. So I was a little bit uh, I, they taught me the fundamentals how to use the screen reader so the onus was on me you now to just take that and run with it and go and learn it by myself I tried searching because I'm good at digging down the internet trust me it's one of the pros of sitting down in front of your computer for hours at a time you learn how to do proper research and to dig down the internet but I did some digging and it's just, I couldn't find any tutorials on, especially Microsoft Access, um, Excel, and proper how to use with the NVDA and so on. If you did even find any tutorials, they would have English titles. And then as you click on the video, completely different language. And I'm like, if you're not going to speak in English, I have an English title. So you get your hopes up, and then when you look, there was there there was no English. So there was no way for me to follow because I am depending on my hearing. I can't see what they're actually doing.
4: Exactly. And
2: you might have little blogs also online, but they weren't very they weren't really helpful. They weren't really descriptive. So I went. And I did some digging down of myself. I thought to myself, I had, because remember, I could see before, I used Microsoft Access PowerPoint and Excel before. And I had basic knowledge of how to use them, but it was just how to navigate them with the screen reader. So the first thing that I did, and you know, in everything I do, I go to God about it first. I pray about it first. And it's like he said to me, why don't you search up, like, for example, Keyboard shortcuts for Microsoft PowerPoint or Excel or Access, and that is where I started. And I went through and I started using the shortcuts. And I think of different uses that people would have for the the different um, the different uses that people would have to use the applications, like to create reports or to create slides or whatever. And I sat down and did and typed up step by step instructions afford to do each thing and remember i said that i wanted to become a gaming youtuber from when i was much younger like 13 so i took that knowledge that i had gotten about editing and all of that stuff and one of my good friends um damian rose from jamaica society for the blind he actually taught me how to maneuver the audio editing software um, with my screen reader. And I just took that and I decided to see because there are a lot of tutorials out there, especially English tutorials, I am going to provide tutorials out there for persons to be able to learn these different um, programs and applications because I was once in that spot where I didn't have anybody to teach me. I couldn't find anything online and I was just lost. So I decided that I'm going to therefore create a YouTube channel in which I'll be able to teach blind persons on how to use these different things. And in the, it would help them to get jobs out there because um, there are a lot of jobs out there. They can do data entry with the Excel, um, the access and create PowerPoints and stuff like that. So being able to use these different applications will open job opportunities for them. So I decided that, guess what? This is what I'm going to do. Because one thing that I love to do is to help persons, especially to get the feedback from persons to hear to hear, thank you so much you helped me, I was able to do this, I achieved this because of your tutorials. That is what really gives me the push. So before I had a YouTube channel called The Queen, T-H-E-E-Q-U-I-N-N, that I used to do graphics tutorials on. But since I could no longer do graphics, I changed up my video description my channel description, I should say, and I decided that this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make, well, not really videos because I only put my logos on the actual audio to make it in a video, but I say I'm going to make these things to help out blind persons out there. So I started, I started with the PowerPoint tutorials and i started sharing them to sharing them to persons and i started getting a lot of positive feedback and that pushed me to continue making these tutorials out there because a lot of persons, especially I've heard persons saying that I'm the first person to actually go there and make tutorials on the Microsoft Access and they're so appreciative of it. And that just keeps pushing me to make these tutorials out there for persons. And I also started doing interviews with other successful blind persons, which would be an inspiration as well to those blind persons who are just sitting at home, feeling so demotivated feeling so down and they just want to hear that inspirational story just to get that extra push so that is basically what my channel is about and if persons want to find my channel what I realize is that there's someone else on YouTube called the queen as well but I have personalized um, YouTube URL so to get directly to my YouTube channel Um, what you can type is www.youtube.com slash C as in cat slash T-H-E-E-Q-U-I-N-N. And that will take you directly to my channel and you will have all those tutorials and interviews to your disposal.
0: Great, I love it because now I know where to go find those PowerPoint tutorials, and most especially Excel. I used to know Excel to some degree, but you know i'm not quite up to par anymore with Excel. And again, guys, this is going to be a resource just in case you want to find your way around Excel or find your way around PowerPoint, which is important. You want to do that presentation and all of that. And by the way, you know, if you create some presentation in PowerPoint, you could also still import that into your uh, Google Slides and things like that. So uh, again, that YouTube channel would be YouTube.com/slash/c/slash/the/t/h/e/e/q/u/i/n/n, right? Right. So you think of her like, oh, and to the o queen, right? <laughs> but but it's spelled <laughs> differently with q u i n n instead of q u e e n. So it's YouTube.com/slash/c/slash. T-H-E-E-Q-U-I-N-N. And we'll make you the queen of Jamaica. How about we do that? (laughs) (laughs) The Jamaican queen. and You know, maybe that's what you should have uh, chosen your username. The Jamaican queen or the Jamaican queen or something like that. You know, see if you could could change (laughs) that. Well,
2: the reason why I chose that name really was, first of all, it wasn't the name for my youtube channel at first first i Uh was looking for an instagram name Uh, and I, i was you know a lot of thinking about it and i remember i used to watch a show called zoe 101 i don't know if you ever heard of it and there was a girl on there she always tried to So a lot of invention, she always coming up with something new, some kind of experimental invention. Uh And I think I remember her name being (laughs) Queen.
0: I see. That makes sense. That makes sense. So
2: that is one of the reasons why I chose that name.
0: And so we're so thankful, uh, Chanel, that you were actually able to come again and, and chatting with us. And we at Blind Android Users, what we are doing here is that actually what we have going now from now on is that we do have what we call listener guest appearance. So if at any time you want to come and be part of our podcast or episode as a guest, as a listener guest, when we record, and usually we do this on Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific time. At any time, if you have the chance to come, we would love for you to come again and be host of the podcast for that day as a listener guest appearance. So uh, that is out there to you and to anyone actually listening to our podcast. And again, we want to thank you so much for coming. And I really like that passion that you've got, and most especially for uh, wanting to teach blind people the things that you're teaching us. That's very important. And uh, again, guys, go check out her YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash C slash the queen t-h-e-e-q-u-i-n-n
2: all right and i'll be honored to um come on your program
0: thank you so much appreciate it
1: uh warren austin you spoke to chanel what did you think
0: chanel was a great kid um young lady nice great young lady out there really I think she did a very good job. And I particularly like her um, optimism and all of that. Um, For someone who just became blind not too long ago, I think Chanel is just absolutely wonderful. So I would say to subscribe to her YouTube channel and follow her with what she's doing. So uh, Austin, what do you say about Chanel?
4: But the journey, the interview was so, so nice. And I've subscribed to her YouTube channel after that. And I've seen the YouTube videos, very motivational videos. She interviews some people, a lot of people, and they also have motivational stories to tell. So it's all in all a good interview and it was good to get to know her and to discover that there is a YouTube channel that is called The Queen. So do subscribe and turn on the bell. And even she does tutorials on Microsoft Access, which I thought is not accessible with uh, NVDA, so that is good.
1: And the tutorials get straight to it. You know, they're relatively structured and systematic, no time wasted, so, so do check them out. Um, uh, well worth a look, I think. I'm pleased to say next that we have an unboxing. These are always great, uh, especially given the Android uh, phones that are around. You may remember a few weeks ago that John Dyer uh, unboxed his Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3. Uh, Joseph Hodge has gone one up, and he's got the Galaxy Z Fold 3. Take it away, Joseph.
7: All right, so I am here. Uh, I got the Fold box. I've opened the leather Flip stand. (laughs) I think they sent me a flip flip stand, but I'm not, or a flip cover, but I'm not exactly sure uh, because (laughs) it looks tiny. Um, So we'll find out if that fits my fold or not. Um, I checked my order because I opened the case first and and, uh, it says fold, but it looks like a flip cover. So we'll find out. Uh, So the box is a, a square kinda of looks like it's a very nice presentation, kinda of looks like a uh uh it's kind of flat. Uh tape is on both sides. So I got one side up. Uh but your kind of typical nice feeling box you know that premium things come in. Um here, there we go. Get this off of here. And it and it's just uh you know it's it's so Apple boxes tend to be kind of small. that's what I'm familiar with for the most part, kind of small and stuff. This is fairly wide. of course it would be because of the the phone being bigger. Um, okay, so there we go. I'm gonna go ahead and pop this up and we got I got the lid off and we got the fold laying in here with nice wrapping. Yeah, you can hear that. Yeah, there's no way that cover that they sent me is going to go on this thing. <laughs> I, I don't see how, I mean, I don't see how, but let me, what I put that? Um, so looking at the fold here, uh, I'm going to stop talking and just kind of describe this. So they actually sent it to you. It's unfolded by default. Uh, and so in the orientation they gave it to me, the volume key is on the right as well as the power key, the power key I really like because it's flush with the unit. Um, it still feels like a button, but it's, it's, it's not like sticking out like it used to be. The fold is open, so I'm gonna go ahead and do my first fold. How satisfying is that? <laughs> um, so we, we uh, have on the top, uh, I can feel a speaker grill, um, and then of course on the right-hand side, I mentioned the volume button is a power button, Going down, uh, I believe the SIM card is supposed to be on this right hand side uh, at the bottom. I think I can feel it there. I'm going to confirm that before I start poking things. On the bottom, I feel a USB C slot. And if I open this up, it literally, you can feel it sort of in half. Um, it feels really good. I mean, the glass, I really can't tell that there is a screen protector on here. I don't know exactly the best way to fold this. It's kinda, there we go. It, the hinge is pretty strong. Like, like I almost feel like I'm pushing way too hard. <laughs> it's gonna take a minute to get used to that. Um, but it feels like you're kinda almost pushing too hard on the screen. Um, and then on the outside, of course, we have the screen. But this is, this is sharp. Uh, And on the left-hand side where the hinge is, you can kind of feel uh, a little bit of, kind of feels like a speaker, but it's, I mean, obviously it's probably not. It just kind of feels like a little indention there or something along those lines. Um, What else do we have in the box? So in here we got, looks like the SIM adapter and the instructions. And is there even a cable in this thing? Yes, there is, there's a USB-C cable. Uh, So that's great. Okay. Uh, So that... Let me try this cover here and see for sure. I don't like the leather cover only because it has a uh, little strap that hangs down. Oh yeah, that does fit. I'll be damned. (laughs) It has a strap. So then... uh, Okay, the the lid is... It's not magnetic or anything. It just sort of lays on there. Uh, But this is not too bad. Fold it up in the case. So I'm going to take out my Note. I have a Note 20 here, five, uh, Note 20 Ultra. I'm laying the fold on top of the Note 25 g Ultra. And folded up, it is actually shorter than the Note. And it's thinner than the Note. So like when I lay it on the top of the Note, the Note has more room. Like there's more foam here. So it's not as chunky as I I mean I felt it at the Verizon store, but you just never know. Uh <laughs> it's not very chunky at all. In fact, I'm gonna put it in my pocket. Now it is it is very it's very uh it, it's got some weight to it. You you know it's there, but like in my pocket, I got it in the case in the pocket of my jeans. It's it's uh it takes up way less space than the note did, and it actually feels really good. That's that's nice. As I was saying, the Samsung leather case here it it's not too bad the only thing i don't particularly like is it's got a strap that hangs down on the right hand side it's meant to you can i guess grab it and hold on to it and then the left hand flap it it as the phone sort of lays open it it actually hangs down um so like i don't know how i would necessarily use this with like a camera or with IRA um, because I feel like it would be a bit annoying <laughs> um, so because because you got that flap just kind of hanging out flapping around so and there we go we folded it back that is I'm telling you this this is a, a nice phone I, I really like it uh, but let me go ahead and get everything set up and then I'll come back with some but overall my thoughts of the phone are that it 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 feels very premium and it, obviously it showed for the price uh, but b <laughs> uh, just a very nice packaging experience from Samsung uh, and the box I mean the box feels very premium very nice it it, it very very good and and just for those folks who are wondering because I know like this has come up like they wonder what the screen feels like literally on the inside when I unfold it. It feels like a real normal screen. Like I know that people talk about the fold. I really can't feel it so much on the fold. I could feel it on the flip. Um, By the way, John, if you're listening to this, I'm taking your advice. I put the case on so I can sort of feel the holes and feel where uh, the SIM card may be. And I will let you guys know. So I've had the phone a few days. A few observations. The SD, sorry, the SIM card, there is no SD card, but the SIM card, when it's folded open, it's on the left-hand side in portrait mode, so uh, towards the top. So it'd be kind of like if you had it folded, it would be a little bit above the volume button um, on that top edge. So it was a little hard to find. I thought it was on the right-hand like volume side when I read the review, but that is not where it is. It's actually on on the left frame if it was wide open. So. For those who aren't on the Telegram group, I mentioned this. It's interesting, I've had pretty much mostly Samsung stuff. Typically what they do is they put Internet Explorer, their browser, or not Internet Explorer, um, Samsung Internet in the uh, dock. This one had Chrome. So you're starting to see the partnership of Google and Samsung take place. The speakers of the phone are really good. They're actually pretty pleasant to listen to. I'd still say the Pixel 3a might be my favorite Android speakers of, and may, maybe even best phone speakers I've heard. <laughs> These aren't quite as bassy. There's a lot of separation though because you basically the speakers are, uh, if you have it in portrait mode, one on the top, one on the bottom. If you have it in landscape, one's on the left, one's on the right. Let me kind of give you a brief listen to, I'll, I'll actually just go to a YouTube video and we'll turn it up a little bit. Um, actually, I'll just go to my Spectrum TV here. So this will be just our news channel and so there's a commercial, so I'm going to turn it up.
5: can count on the speed and reliability of the Spectrum network. Spectrum, think forward. Hey,
0: Whoa, do trees tell
7: each other stories? I'm sorry. I'm afraid I don't know that. Okay. Why don't we go find out? So, it's pretty... Oh, it gets pretty It gets pretty loud. I've, I've used it for a lot of different media stuff, and it's pretty enjoyable to hear. I think it's better than my Note 20 uh, Ultra was. That one was a little... It didn't have much... It really didn't have much bass, and the the ear speaker was much quieter. And I think the advantage that this speak, this phone has <clears throat> is the, you know, it's a true speaker. It's not like an earpiece that's supposed to be a speaker. So I think there's a little bit more uh, detail there in your audio. Battery life has been pretty good. Um, I, I don't think it's as good as my Note. But then again, it's still optimizing things because I just got it Monday. So we'll see if that changes long term. I'll, I'll let you all know on email lists or something long term if it if things change. And and interestingly, I don't know why, but on the Note 20, if I double tap and held, I never got the talkback sound scheme that you would get on a Pixel or or most other Android devices I've, I've tried. But on this one, I get that. So it does seem like even though I'm running the same <laughs> like talkbacks and the same one UI, it, it seems like, um, I'm getting more of the straight laced Google talk back, which is, which is interesting. So, um, but I kind of like having that because of one of the things that I was never really sure, um, like when you hit the home button and, uh, sometimes Google assistant wouldn't come up all the time on the note. Uh, but when I hear that sound scheme with Talkback, I know it's there. So it's kind of nice. Everything's pretty responsive as it should be. Um the one cool thing is I have set up two home screens. So you can have them mirror each other if you want, but I've chose not to. So if I'm folded, um I have my kind of like what I call my travel home, sc- home screen where I have like Uber and Lazarillo and uh Google Maps, you know, like stuff stuff I'll need if I'm moving around. Um and then on my unfolded screen I have the PSP app, like more gaming stuff. I have some reading apps. Um, that's one other quick thing I'll mention is that by default under advanced settings and features, there is a choice that you can make that determines how the screen is going to be laid out. You can either have it laid out where, for example, let's say you're in settings you'll see a split screen. So the left-hand side would have your categories such as accessibility, general and input, about this phone, et cetera, et cetera, display. You would see that on the left-hand side. Whatever one you have open would be on the right-hand side. So if I had accessibility open, I would see like vision, hearing on the right-hand side, talk back, et cetera. Um, So it kind of splits it out you can change that view uh, to where it is basically just one large screen. I've chose to do that right now because what I wanna see is, does that, that kinda gives me a bit bigger of a view of my apps that I wanna use. So for example, like when I'm on my Reddit app, I can now see more screen than I can with my other phone just because the screen's bigger and the view that it has by default, it actually kind of splits the screen and you really don't actually get much more detail than you would on a normal phone. So it's something to think about if you get this phone and you're like, Hey, why (laughs) my view hasn't really changed all that much, even though the screen's bigger, that's why. So go to advanced settings and change that view to, um, to, to a single screen. It, it, I think it's standard and single screen is what you see. So, um, so anyway, that's kind of my quick review on this thing. It's, uh, a really nice phone, really great experience so far. And, uh, I love the premium feel of it. Um, you know, that's one thing. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a lot thicker than my note, but it's smaller, you know? So like in my pocket, like I do notice it, but, because of the fact that it's not like so tall in my pocket really does make a difference and after using that front screen for a few days for things like braille screen input or even just typing i like it like i like the fact it's kind of narrow um you know i know i know a lot of sighted people kind of complain about that <laughs> but as a blind person I actually find that it makes finding things like, you know, if buttons are closer together going across the screen. Um, it's a little taller. So you're actually kind of getting a little bit more information. Um, and the only app that I've ever seen that mess with I've most apps have worked fine on that front screen for whatever reason, <clears throat> my serious XM app. Um, I cannot see that top portion of the app when I open it. If I open it unfolded, it works fine. If I open it that way, uh on the on the outside screen it does not. So the other interesting thing that people may think about or wonder about, <clears throat> if you're unfolded, um obviously the front screen would be down, like it would be on the back of the device. Um it does not register any accidental touches, which is which is great. I, I it was kind of a concern to me, but um, we like coming into this, but it has done super well. Like it knows if it's unfolded or not. And basically that screen just becomes inactive. So, uh, that's another great thing. So anyway, uh, thank you all for, for, uh, putting this out and anybody who's interested in the fold three, it's a great phone. If you do have any questions, just, uh, um, ask it on the list. I'll see it or on telegram and, uh, I'll answer any questions I can. Thanks
1: i got to say, I looked at that phone in the store and it looks kind of nice. Um, I'm not quite sure how practical it would be Uh, for me to use the way I want to use a phone but you know it it folding out sideways instead of up and down uh, you obviously get much more real estate on the inner screen um, uh, and you you pay the price accordingly obviously but uh, yeah to me it's the more interesting of the folding options I think than the you know the, the the retro flip adapted for 2021 I don't know what you guys think
0: I just remember, you know, that retro flip. Um, you get mad at someone, you just slam that thing down, right? I think that for me is the <laughs> the, real, the real thing here. Yeah, getting mad. You can do that
1: with a pinch on the fold, I
0: guess. <laughs> you've got a very big hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are great phones. I, I'm not sure that I am into the flip yet. um It's something that probably, if it becomes the norm and we don't we don't have candy bar style anymore, then of course you are forced to getting one of those. But right now, I think I'm a candy bar eater.
1: Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not wild about foldables. If I were gonna get one, though, I think I think I like the screen on this one. Obviously, a flip. It's going, it's going up. So you're pulling it up from the bottom and it's creating a very long, narrow screen. The, the fold is opening sideways. Um, uh, creating a wider, uh, more like a traditional tablet screen. As Warren says, you can't do the, you know, the old slamming shuts like used to be <laughs> pre-talks on those. Back when we wanted phones to be as small as possible rather than as large as possible, those tiny little Samsung you used to get.
0: Yeah, um, and you know, in, say, watch, out. watch out that it doesn't fall out of your pocket, you know, slip off or whatever. That's an expensive device.
1: Yeah, when you've unfolded it, make sure you don't drop it. Make sure your hand's big enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's a nice phone. Thank you for that, Jason. And finally this week, we have the next in Warren series of TalkBack highlights.
0: As we continue with our theme of highlights from TalkBack, we come to installment nine. In Installment 9, I'll be talking about how to disable apps. In other words, I'll be taking the shortcut. So instead of going through System Settings and go find the app and all of that, we'll go through the shortcut. I am now on my home screen and for compatibility purposes, I am doing this on the Pixel 2 XL. I have the Vocalizer TTS in the way of the Allison voice. I'm sitting here on my home screen and I'm gonna find an app that I would like to disable, for example. All I need to do is find that app.
6: Lingua, Spanish.
0: Let's say I want to disable the Musa Lingua Spanish. And all I need to do is double tap and hold.
6: Pause app. Shortcuts.
0: As I long press and let go, we are told there's a shortcut. And we have Pause app is the first one. App info or app info. So in other words, if I want to look at like the storage and the cache and all of that, and even things like uninstall or disabling and all of that, I can go in here. I show you what I'm talking about.
6: Pixel launcher app info back button.
0: So in the app info, I've got
6: most of language Spanish uninstall. There's
0: uninstall.
6: For notification, for stop,
0: button. for stop, that's disabling
6: notifications, zero notifications permissions, no permissions granted, storage in cache, 40 mobile data and Wi Fi, advanced, screen time, battery, open by default,
0: and things like that. In other words, I am looking at all that the app has. Now, instead of going there to disable this app, for instance, if I simply want to pause the app and not use it for the time being or until when I want to use it, like I said, all I do is long press on that.
6: Mosta language Spanish. Pause app shortcuts.
0: I long pressed on it, and it says pause app. If I tab here, it will simply disable that app.
6: Home screen four five. Disabled Mussolingual Spanish.
0: We are back to the home screen and I'm told disabled Mussolingual Spanish. Now, if I put my AI finger down,
6: license. disabled Mussolingual Spanish.
0: If I want to reactivate or unpause this app, all I need to do is simply tap on it.
6: Android system, app paused.
0: It says app is paused. Now, below that,
6: Morse language Spanish is paused for the rest of the day. Or unpause app button.
0: I'll unpause it. Okay. Button. Or tap okay. Let me tap on unpause. Unpause
6: app button. Morse language Spanish. Lingua web view.
0: Tapping on unpausing it it unpauses the app and launches the app. If I close out of it in other words navigate back to home.
6: Pixel Launcher,
0: Musulingua Spanish. We're no longer being told, disabled, Musulingua Spanish. So that's how you go about pausing an app without going into the system settings and going to apps and trying to find that app that you would like to pause.
1: Thanks very much, Warren. And I think that's us for this week. Austin, where do people find us?
4: People can find us on our website blindandroidusers.com. They have the choice of participating in our forums, publishing articles and having their name featured on our website or whatever they want to call name, company, promote, whatever the article that they want to publish, all Android based articles only accepted. They can ask us questions on our website or. Email it to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. And if you have an unboxing or a review of any Android device, you can send it to the same address. But if you have an Android journey story and you don't want to come live and tell it to us live, but we would accept, I mean, we would like you that you should come live and tell us the journey, be a crew of the podcast for a day. But uh, if you don't want, you can send it to myandroidjourneys at blindandroidusers.com. Subscribe to our mailing list. The email ID to do that is blindandroidusers plus subscribe at groups.io. Follow us on Telegram. The link to do that has changed and will be in the show notes and also follow us on YouTube, Twitter, and our Clubhouse. So that is all from us this week. See you next week.
1: Thanks very much for listening, everyone. Bye-bye.
0: Bye, Bye, everybody. Thank you.
2: Thank you for listening. See you next week.
0: And that has been another episode of the Blind Android Users podcast. As always, we appreciate hearing from you. You send those email messages to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. For those My Android Journey stories, we encourage you to send those to myandroidjourney at blindandroidusers.com. Until we see you in our next episode, you have a wonderful day.